Hi, my name is Laurieann, and I am a speaking coach and speaking strategist, and I help people leverage speaking opportunities to get positioned as the expert, attract the perfect clients, and monetize their authority. And I am so excited to be here to share with Pearl. Hey everybody, it's Pearl again. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Pearl. And I am the owner of Women's Successful Living, where I empower you to become a shero of your life so that you don't look back and wonder where the heck you were all your life. And so today I'm excited again. If you've been listening for the past few episodes, you know that my dear friend, Julie DeLuca Collins, who is also my coach, is taking care of some family challenges with her mom right now. So I did a takeover of her show. And today I'm excited to bring to you Lori Ann Mirabito. She's a speaking coach and speaking strategist who works with clients to communicate with confidence and leveraging speaking opportunities so they can be positioned as the expert, attract high-end clients, and monetize their authority. A reformed, painfully shy gal, I don't believe it, who accidentally became a professional speaker, Lorianne combines her 25 years as an award-winning speaker, master coach, and obsession with her clients' results. Lorianne is the best-selling author of Rethink Leadership and Rethink Your Leadership and host of, of the Be In Demand podcast. Lorianne, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Pearl. I'm so excited to be here and have a conversation with you. Yes, it's so much fun. And I cannot believe that you were shy at one time. Although I I was too, so. It's totally true. I mean, but I'm evidence and obviously you're evidence. We can teach our nervous system new tricks. Yes, for sure. basically what I did. So tell us about that. Walk us through your story. Tell us a little bit about who you were in this shy little world and how you butterflied out of that shy of So painfully shy girl who couldn't even make eye contact with people. I considered myself to be an expert on tile floors and sneakers. And there was this one day, and I remember it oh so well. I was um, probably in my late teens working at a grocery store. And I was just looking at my colleagues and how they interacted with each other. And I said to myself, this behavior of not making eye contact with people is not going to serve me in the long run of my life. And like, I don't even know where that came from, but I just thought, let me just try and look at somebody while we're having a conversation just for a few seconds. Like, and like customers in the grocery store, no problem. Like these were people who were only with me for like a fraction of, of my day, but my friends, you know, like, oh yeah, like I was really shy. So I attempted to just look at them while we were having this conversation for a few minutes, be able to look away. And then I realized, you know what? The earth did not open up and swallow me whole. The person I was talking to did not laugh at me or punch me or slap me or anything like that. I bet I could do this a little bit longer. And that's all that I did was I just took these little baby steps a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And that's how I kind of started to blossom out of my total shyness. But how did I become a professional speaker? Well, I had left my corporate job because like most of us entrepreneurs, there was something very missing, but I left with no business plan, no sales skills, no nothing. I just thought if you build it, they will come. And I was with a few other women who were developing and we were planning a networking event really geared towards women because as women, we know that women just network differently than men. So we were trying to cater it towards that. And we realized that um, we wanted some sort of an education component to this. 
So here I was, I accidentally said yes. And inside I was like, why are you shaking your head yes when you are actually scared to death to do this? So, uh, but I, self-integrity is one of my highest values and it always has been. I said, yes, I was going to show up and do this. And I can go more into that first event, which wasn't very great, but, you know, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. We have way too much in common. We didn't even know it. First of all, tile floor and sneakers expert. That was me as well. I never thought about it that way. I was like, yeah, okay. What do you mean? You know? And I also was at a grocery store. <laughs> so I worked at the grocery store as well. So I love that you, you know, you share that and walk through that. And then, you know, really like, and that's the sometimes fear. I, I was thinking about fear, as you said, I'm going to step into this and talk to the customer first, right? And then I'm going to, you know, work it on with my friends. And like you said, you, you didn't know the world, the, the ground didn't open up. You know, I lived in California. I thought when you said the ground, California didn't fall off the earth, right? You're still standing. You're still speaking. They're still listening to you. And then, then the, the other part that really got me was that when you're building this, you're inside, you're outside, you're going, yes, but inside you're going, what the heck are you doing? Right. And so I'm, I kind of am chuckling because I just got booked to go talk to a huge corporate event. And I speak, I mean, I've spoken all of many places all the time. And then a friend of mine, it's for um, a company called Citicorp. So I'm they're, they're having International Women's Day. So by the time this airs, we will have been past it. I will be alive because I'm still here talking, I'm sure. But I was sitting there going, yeah, the little girl in me is like, what did you just commit to, right? And I'm like, come on, we got this, you know? But I can think about, wow, the earth didn't open up. And, you know, as a formerly shy person as well, um, I have to credit for me, and it didn't happen for a long time. And I think it's because my parents moved with my dad being in the military moved. It was kind of like hard to get to know people when you're moving a lot. And so I, when I did have my friends, it was like maybe five of us, like we just were really core tight together. And, um, fast forward, I met my husband at 19 and I grew up in a house where if my parents had a disagreement, they just didn't talk for like a week or two. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, everything's fine. I'm like, what happened? Where'd that come from? And I shared that on the show before, but, and then my husband, when I met him, if we, you know, there's something that I was upset with him about, he's like, if you don't tell me, I can't address it. Right. But the shy girl, me, and also how I grew up was like, just leave me alone. Well, then he started having conversations for me. And I was like, no, that's not what I would have said to you. <laughs> that's not what I, I would have said this, not that. Right. But really what it was, was I was working. Um, I, I used to do mortgages. I was a loan processor. Um, and I got laid off and I went to go work for a telecom company and I was able to take a leadership role. And the boss at the time that I was under, she was like, hey, I'm sending you to this Dale Carnegie course. I was like, oh, my God, I got to learn to speak and talk to people. So <laughs> I was like, here we Lucky go. Lucky you. It was the best thing in the world. And then I became a coach with them. And it was like, so that for me is like really pushed me out there and made me go, we got this. And now people, I, the best compliment I get is people say, Hey, Pearl's in the room and so-and-so didn't show up. Can you come up and MC? And I'm like, sure, you know, and, and things like that. Or some a speaker didn't come. Pearl, can you come over? So I love that. That's the best and thing in the Pearl, world. I just want to address that because that's getting ready to be ready. Right. A lot of times what I find people do is like they wait. Well, I'll wait till I get booked to work on my presentation. No, because 
in those situations where you've been asked spontaneously, like, hey, this, because there's a lot of reasons why speakers don't show up. They don't, they don't show up because of weather, illness, right. a family emergency, and they yes. need somebody to fill in. And for if, you know, like if you know you have something to say, get your presentation ready. Don't right. wait to get booked. So kudos to you. That's yeah, really- that's po- thank you. That's powerful advice. Cause like even with um me speaking on this event that I'm doing, they you know, they were concerned. They're like, Well, do you just speak to women? I'm like, No, I speak to men too. Primarily my audience is women, but I if there's men in the room, I will speak to them too because they support women, right? So I can talk to them to the side of if you have a significant other or whatever that might be, I can talk. That's it, it, what I'm saying applies to men too. Put yourself first applies to men too. You know, have mental stability applies to men too. So, you know, it, it's, it's totally, I love, that's so true. And be ready. I mean, that's, and I don't know, that's just something I just instilled in me to always be ready for anything. So I think, cause I was, as we grow up, we we're being ready to move. So I think that's something that I just had within me. So I, I love that. So you've come, you, Lorianne, you come out of this shyness and you've committed to saying yes to this group then what happens? What's next? Okay. So I turned into, because again, this was like one of my very first speaking opportunities. I turned into what I call a college professor. There are four different types of speakers in my opinion. And the college professor is one of them. The college professor just spews out information. When I tell you this wasn't very good compared to like how I teach people to construct and craft presentations. Now, I literally just started teaching. I taught for 15 or 20 minutes. And then this is how it came to an end. So there was no warm up. There was no opening. There was no no information about who I am and why I was up there in the front of the room. And then there was no closing at all. This was my close. Okay, now I'm done. And if you want to talk to me, I'll be in the back of the room. I, that's what I literally said to people because I just wanted to get away from the front of the room. This was a standing room only. This There was so many people. It was packed. And I went to the back of the room and people came up to me and said, so is, do you work with clients? Is there a way that I can learn more about? Like, I was just like, What? What are you talking about? And I just like, yeah, actually, like I do. This is what I do. And I shared the information. And I ended up like signing on clients because of that. And that's where the light bulb kind of went on. And I say kind of because it took my next opportunity when I was speaking. And the exact same thing happened. You know, I attracted clients. And that's what how I got into like, wow, this speaking thing's like an amazing form of marketing. And that's how I really got started. I love that because, and you know, it's one of those things like, you, I think I remember too, my first time speaking, I was like, okay, and I'm done. Thank you very much. Like, and I just like, you know, I'm like going, and even like, you know, there's certain stages, as you know, and you probably, and you coach on, I know, is that there are certain stages you go when you talk and you're not allowed to sell anything. So you have to be careful about talking about come sign up with me and these kind of things. Right. And in fact, this, the one I'm going to is the same thing. So I'm like, okay, if I can't sell, can I give you 20 books to give away? And like, yeah, so I'm giving away 20 books and I created a card that's got a QR code and that's going to go in the book and have it at the table. But you have to be, you have to be flexible. But like you said, in the beginning, you're, you're learning. And if you don't get a coach like yourself, Lorianne, then you're, you're kind of like, oh, I'll try this. I'll try that. You're like, you know, a squirrel with your, with your message. Right. And so honing in the message. So, so you had your second ones, you realized you have this business. So then how did you go from there? 
well, can we just like address this point that you just mentioned? Yeah, like, absolutely. There's a lot of, of events that don't want you pitching. And the reason for that is because they've been burned. You know, they had a speaker who came in and basically gave a 45 minute infomercial. But, you know, like for anybody who's listening and for you, Pearl, for this event, you know, what you do is you infuse your presentation with stories about what else you do or other presentations that you have, you know, like, so for example, let's just say Pearl, I know that this is, um, you know, like a woman's um, event. It's highlighting women, but there's going to be men in the audience. But if you had like, let's just say a leadership talk in my leadership talk, and you might even give the name of the talk, I share with people X, Y, and Z. So now the audience or even the meeting planner is like, oh, she has another presentation on leadership or on sales or on, you know, like self-care, like whatever it is, you know, or, oh, she has a group program. Like you just infuse and drip these little, these little gold nuggets so that your audience learns more about you so that even though you can't pitch, this is how I teach my clients. Like it's a soft pitch. If you have a book, you have a picture of your book on your slides. You know, you put your QRS like at the very end. Hey, if you want to follow me, here's a QRS. And that QRS code takes them to like your website that has all these different places like to follow you, but also, hey, check out this like freebie, you know, check out, you know, if you want to book a call with me, you just infuse that in there and no one's ever going to be upset with you. <laughs> so I wanted to like, to like share that. With I love the mini coaching. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm actually creating a card right now. It's I'm getting ready to send it off to somebody just to edit it for me. It's got the QR code. And then I believe you don't just do one side of a print. So the back side is stuff. You don't leave it blank. So I do a pajama retreat every year. So everything about my retreats right on the backside. So there we go. it's got the QR code too. So there thank we you go. for, yeah, I love You're that. Welcome. Awesome. I, I, so tell us, so how did, so tell us about your business and how, how it came to fruition through coming out of this shyness and then realizing your message. Sure. So I ended up, um, because I started speaking and coaching, I got into National Speakers Association and started learning more about speaking. And that's when I started, I was actually speaking on to um, corporations like about leadership and coaching their high end, you know, like upper executives. And I wrote a couple of books because in NSA, they just say, write a book, write a book, write a book. So I wrote uh, my first book, Rethink Leadership for Lessons to Make You Remarkable. And then I wrote my second one, Rethink, Rethink Your Leadership and wrote a number of different workbooks on emotional intelligence. <laughs> there was an incident about, I think it's seven years ago now that happened in Fort Lauderdale that most people probably don't remember unless you're from Florida. So you're from Tampa. So maybe you're, this is going to be like, oh yeah, I remember this. Your baggage claim is out of TSA's jurisdiction. And a gentleman picked up his bag, went into the men's room, put together his semi-automatic rifle that he was allowed to carry some, it was some sort of weapon came out shooting and it brought every plane across the globe to a screeching halt. And there was so much talk in NSA about this, like, what do you actually have on you? Because people were like, they were like planes on the tarmac, you know, the, uh, the little slide. And they were telling people walk that way, walk away from the airport, just get out of here. 
And I remember thinking, I had been traveling so much that I was literally felt like I was punching a clock now, you know, somebody else's event. And I was just like, I literally was said, universe, I need a different business model. Send me a different business model. And it came in the form of a text message. A woman who had seen me speak numerous times because she was local here to Southern New Hampshire. She'd also won like a free coaching session with me. So this is why she had my phone number. And her text message to me was, Lorian, do you write speeches for people? And I thought, no, I just write my own. But I was willing to meet with her. And when we met, she told me she was three years away from retiring from a government job. When you're in the government that, you know, like you've done your 22 years, you will stand on your head for three years to finish out your time. For five years, she had had a side hustle as an image consultant. And this was going to become her retirement thing, something fun. But she had been successfully losing money for five years. And her husband said, you can't keep doing this when you retire. So that's why she turned to me and I was like, oh, Sharon, I can teach you how to get booked. I will teach you how to write what I call a three C's presentation, which is compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting. And then I'll teach you how to leverage those into more opportunities. After her, I, first off, I had so much fun working with her. And then when she gave her first presentation, using everything I said to like to get booked in her presentation, she walked away with two referrals to two other places to speak. And she walked away with three full paying clients. That to me was a home run. And then it made me think, oh, I wonder if anybody else wants to know this information. And that's how I came into the online world, teaching people to tell their story, use their voice, share their solutions, because that because there is somebody in the audience that needs that information. I love that. That's such a great reminder, Lorianne. And what a, I mean, like, I always talk about manifesting and watch for signs and man, whoosh, did you get a sign? It's like, okay. I did. And you just follow the clues. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just follow right through with it. And you're right. Cause I often, when I coach and I, um, I'm a coach at a nonprofit for women that are overcoming big challenges in their lives. And I've sat there and told every one of them, like, you know, like, how do you write a book? I'm like, you can write a book too. If you, when you're ready to write your story, we're gonna, I'll get you somebody that's going to help you do that because you're going to pay forward what your lessons are you're learning right now because there's always these lessons. I mean, I have, I have so many other stories I haven't touched the surface with. I mean, you know, I, I, I have the story of grief from losing my son last July at 25. I have the story of cutting my father, who I was a daddy's girl out of my life because it became racist towards my older son. So there's all these stories. We have these stories. And I often talk here about if you don't listen and pay attention and what you have inside, you're cheating yourself. But if you don't pay it forward, you're cheating the world to know this is so you can survive these stories, you know? And so I love that you're, you're working with everybody. So when somebody comes and they're working with you, so the Sharons of the world, when they're working with you, what are some of the steps that you walk them through? Well, one of the very first things that we work on is I basically, like, I want to get to know you. I want to know what your hobbies are, what your interests are, because we're going to infuse that into your presentation because none of my clients are the same. And when I teach people how to like craft a presentation, it's not cookie cutter. 
it's not like here's a script and insert, you know, like fill in the blanks, like a Mad Libs. No, it's everything is very customized and personalized to that person because I want them to be compelling, have a captivating story. I want them to convert the, the audience. And when you do the three C's really well, you get the three R's. You get your audience raving about you, remembering you, and then referring you. And that's what you want. And let's just talk about, just to share with people, like, why would you want to use speaking for your visibility and for your marketing? Yeah, let's talk about that. I want people to understand what an audience is. An audience is pre-qualified leads. Because everybody that's in your audience whether it's a stage or it's a virtual event or it's a high-end mastermind or somebody's private community or a podcast, like that audience said yes, said yes to, I want to hear this topic. I've heard of this speaker before. I'm buying a ticket. Either they're paying for a membership to an association or a membership or like somebody's private community, or they bought a ticket to this conference, this event, this meeting. They're spending something, time and money, to be in your audience because they're interested in you, your topic, your solution. So everybody that's in that audience is a pre-qualified lead, whether they want to work with you now or a little bit down the road. And it's just your job as a speaker. I mean, it's one of the best ways also to grow your email list with quality people, not quantity, quality people the right people on your email list. Yeah. And, and, you know, cause I remember that I think it was my husband was the first one said, why are you going to go speaking? Like, you know, and, and I was like, listen, it's it, all these opportunities to share my story, share what I do. But also, like you said, get some quality leads that I can, you know, possibly maybe build a relationship that might lead to more revenue, you know? And um, so now, now I'm getting booked more. So he's like, no, it's, it's funny to hear him ask me my schedule because he's a retired government employee as well. And, and he mm-hmm. traveled a lot. I'd be like, okay, what's your schedule? So now it's like, well, what's your schedule? <laughs> so it's fun, <laughs> it's fun to, to watch him go through that and, and all. So what what are some of the things you do to help them? So you've got the three C's and the three R's. And sometimes it's, and I've been to speaker boot camps before where some people can't grasp that. Like they don't understand it. And even like after he's been like six or seven days together, sometimes they get to the end of like, they still don't understand the converting part, right? Converting them into maybe clients or converting the revenue. So walk through what are some of the things, if there's those listeners today that might be speakers, help educate them on what some of that tips they could use. What are some of your tips to that? Well, kind of like what we went over before when I was like saying, you know, like, oh yeah, okay, that event won't let you pitch, but you're going to give away some books, which is fabulous, And you might want to do that like from the stage so that everybody sees the book, you know, and it like, it could be something as simple Pearl, as, you know, like who has a birthday today or who has a birthday tomorrow. Okay. You're getting one of these copies. And then it's like, whoever raises their hand, like, Hey, could you pass this book to that person? So now you've got people who are touching your book. Like this is just like a little bit of NLP touching your book and passing it on. And there's a bunch of people who are like, my God, this looks really good. I want a copy of this. So now they're going to go to Amazon, especially if they don't get one of those 20 copies. They're going to go to Amazon and they're going to grab their own copy. And now you're starting to nurture those people as well. There's so many different roads to nurturing people. So that's just one way. 
but telling stories like about clients, like I'll just, you know, like if I was like on a stage and I was talking about speaking, you know, and one of my programs is in demand signature speech. It's a program where I help people like go from all of these ideas to actually having a finished presentation. Well, one of my clients spoke at a a woman's networking group free. She didn't get paid, but she stepped off the stage. She used her signature speech and she stepped off the stage to 26 paid speaking opportunities this year. 26. So it's, it comes out to almost $26,000. And so, you know, like there, there was a huge ROI for her in taking this program. <laughs> you know, so like I might share that story. And what does that do for people? The people that are in the audience are going to be like, wow. Like, so speaking actually does pay off. One speak, like I always tell people, speaking is the gift that keeps on giving. And they'll understand that because she gave it once and now she's going to give the same presentation 26 times and get paid really well for it. And she's a health and nutrition advocate. And she's giving these speeches to a credit union branch. Well, I shouldn't say a branch, a branch, like a bunch of branches. So that just like helps people by telling stories your audience sees themselves in the story. So you want to tell stories about the people who are like, I don't have time. We've all got clients who didn't have time. I I don't have the money for this. You know, we all have stories about clients who didn't have the money for this, found the money, and then had like this huge ROI, kind of like what I just shared with this particular, about this particular client. You know, we you infuse those stories and those audience members that are crossing their arms, you know, leaning back in their seat and like, yeah, that's nice. That won't work for my industry. We you address that also with another story. And pretty soon, like people will be leaning in and like, wow, you want to tap into their desires, their subconscious identity of who they want to be. That's why you're there. You're there to change lives. Does that help? Oh my God, it's it's awesome. Yes, it's so true. And you know, and I was sitting here going, I've been one of those audience members, and I remember so and so talking to me that like I've been there, done that. So I get it, you know. And as you're saying, I'm like thinking in my head ideas and you know, and intertwining. I've got great examples that I try to always intertwine, and um, and especially because I'm speaking, you know, I'll be speaking to women who. You know, they're either a CEO mom, as I like to call their, you know, maybe a stay at home mom. I hate the stay at home mom phrase because I don't know any mom that stays home and does nothing all day. But right. then those, that phrase working mom, I don't like that either because, yeah, you're working, but you're not coming home and sitting around either. So I pen it CEO mom and CEO professional. And so I just love that. And so I know there's going to be those ladies in the room be like, yeah, right, Pearl. I, I you know, and I'm, I always like to hone in and be like, listen, I know you're not going to go home and, and, you know, I don't want you freaking out because who's going to make a grilled cheese sandwich, you know, who teach them as a CEO mom, I help walk you through your children can make a, their own grilled cheese sandwich. It's okay. <laughs> or how about you create a dine-in drive-through? I mean, that's when my, my son played football, him and his buddies, they, I would get up in the morning. I put something in their crock pot before I went off to do clients. 
And they would come home and they'd just hit the drive-thru in the kitchen, you know? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> so I love to talk things like that. So yeah, intertwining, I think it's just so cool. So, yeah. so Lorianne, you are, do you do this all virtually? Do people come see you or a little bit of both? How do you, how do you do this? I essentially do work with clients virtually. Like we meet on Zoom. Um, my group program is very much on Zoom and also, um, you know, because it, it allows me to touch more people. You know, my clients are all over the globe now, you know, and to be able to help them like use their voice, you know, I do attract a lot of people who feel like they have that fear of speaking, you know, but I think because like, I've like, I, I'm that living example that you can teach your nervous system new skills. You know, I shared like that first presentation that was okay. (laughs) It was just okay. You know, but it was a great stepping stone. And every time, like, I've always been that person, like, let me get a little better. Like, people love to ask me, you know, like, what was your favorite or your best presentation? And I always say it's my next one. Because I'm always learning something from what I just did that I'm going to use to move forward. You know, I'm one of those people... And I used to do this with my executive clients all the time. You know, a lot of times people say like, you can't like drive forward by like looking in the rear view mirror, but I think you should be looking in the rear view mirror. We have to learn from what we just did from our past, what worked, what didn't work in order to move forward more strategically, more effectively, more empowered. Yeah. I like that too, because that's often as, as the coaching that I do, that's one of the things I tell everybody. I'm like, listen, life's not a remote. We can't rewind. Trust me. If I could rewind, there's many things in my life I would rewind. However, I can learn from those lessons. I can take them forward in anything that I'm doing today, you know, and, and work on that. And so that's such a great morning to, yeah, you do want to look in a rearview mirror or some, because if there's lessons that I like, I'm going to remember that your next, my next one, what's your best one? Your next one. I think that's so powerful. So yeah. mindset. So you, you touched on mindset for a minute there. So one of the things I remember, we lived in California long before I was going to be a speaker. I was still in the, um, in the I was doing collections at a collection agency this way, way back when. And so I remember my husband and I, we lived in um, near LA. We would go see different shows. And so we went to go see The Tonight Show when Johnny Carson was still doing the show. Yeah. And then I remember that somebody I'd gone years later, I think it was when I was Dale Carnegie coaching, they were talking about things to do like for your nerves, right? So your nerves and Johnny Carson, I didn't know it. Even up until he retired, he was always nervous going out on stage. So he would be in the, I know he'd be in the back and he would be doing jumping jacks. So I remember, and I always, when you reminded me of this story. So I remember then I, I we were in Virginia and I was um, doing, I was a, a mortgage uh, processor at the time and I was going for this training and so we were talking about always being ready. And as we we're talking, it, the story came to my head because back then, uh, speaking in front of people, I, I hadn't even taken Dale Carnegie at this point when I was there. So the trainer was supposed to come, but she'd gotten sick. She'd gotten food poisoning for the night before at something and she couldn't train. But I knew her from the company. It was like a, the people who do like mortgage insurance for the when you don't put 20% down. And so I knew her well. So Beth was like, hey, can you do this for me? I'm like, sure. She sent me her notes. And I was like, well, I know kind of like, she says, just take it for the prospect, the um, the processor's sign. I'm like, okay. So I got up there and I was like, I was so nervous. And I was like, what am I going to do? And so I told this story to my husband. He goes, do you know, I think they talk about that in, 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 in 
coaching, coaching on talking and things like that. I said, I just sat there and said, they're all in their underwear and they look pretty funny in their underwear. And I just started speaking. <laughs> so funny. But I, I reminds you that I want to ask you this question is that, you know, nerves can be a thing. Like, how do you, how do you, I, I mean, I still, get normal. That, you know, it's normal. Right. Exactly. So uh, what are some of the things you coach people on? Like when they have that, I mean, for me, people laugh. So I'm a positive intelligence coach. And one of the things that I, um, I do is they teach you things to do to kind of just calm your nerves or whatever. And so I roll my toes. I can roll my toes. So sometimes if I, if I, even when I have open toe shoes on, I'll roll my toes. Like even when I'm talking on stage, sometimes I'll just roll my toes. So what are some of the things that when you first started, what are some of the things you did to calm your nerves? And then how do you coach people that understand this is normal? So make friends with the nerves. Just make, just like it's normal. All that's really happening is that your blood pressure is increasing, your heart rate's increasing, and your breathing rate's increasing. That's all that's happening. You know what happens when those things happen? You are ready for anything. You know, like that fight or flight. So if something happens, like, oh my God, the electricity goes out. Oh my God, like your computer is not working anymore. It like downloaded a virus somehow, you know, and so all of a sudden you don't have your slides. You are like, you're just thinking clearer and quicker. So make friends with the nervousness. If I, if I'm not nervous, I get a little concerned. So even after the amount of time that I've been speaking, I still get a little nervous. I always get, but I'm just like, hello, old friend. So that's one thing. And I also have, and I tell people um, in my, in my programs, but also my private craft and develop a pre-speaking routine. It gets your body ready. It gets your energy level ready. I even do this for sales calls. I you know, like get myself, my, my mind, my body is going to be in a certain state that's going to help me on that speaking event. That's going to help me on that, you know, like that sales call. <clears throat> I even do it like before, like I get onto like podcasts. I mean, I worked out beforehand. So for me, it's music and moving my body. So if I'm at a live in-person event, I literally will go put pop my AirPods in. There's a couple of songs that are already picked out that I listen to those for a couple of rounds. And what I do is I just find a quiet hallway, usually like a service hallway. I kick off my shoes and I walk. So I'm again, I'm moving and there's music. But if I'm at home before, like I'm going to get speak on like a Zoom stage, um, like I would just dance around my living room. That's what I do. That's my pre-speaking routine. And I would encourage everybody to have some sort of a pre-speaking routine, a pre-sales call routine, just like whenever you need to have to get your body and mind in that particular state. I love that. I was like, that's I, I, I can't roll that. my toes, Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can, you just have to try it a few times. <laughs> but, um, but, and um, I, um, I wrote down the craft of pre-speaking routine. I love that idea. And I think, I think for anybody that's listening, even if you're not a speaker, you have to give a presentation or anything at all. I think that's a great, so for the listeners, like craft that pre-thing that's pre-speaking, pre, whatever that is, craft that what no matter, I love that for anything you're going into, you know, any kind of conversation you're going into craft something that brings you that, you know, calms your nerves and kind of just puts you in that spot of you're ready to get out there. And I, I think that's so 
So amazing. I love that. And yes, you can roll your toes, Lori. Anybody, I, so it's funny when we talk about things we do and, and everything. So I took Dale Carnegie, you know, they teach you these different things to look for, how to win friends and influence people. And my kids would be like, are you doing that Carnegie thing to me again? <laughs> so, it was so fun. So I love the pre-speaking routine. I think that's awesome. Uh, okay. So I want to know how people, let everybody know how they can find you and what's going on in, in Lorianne's world today with your coaching. You bet. So you can find me over my on my podcast, which is Be In Demand with Lorianne. My website is speakandstandout.com. You'll learn all sorts of things over there. And on Instagram is really mostly where I hang out. So that's lorianne.mirabito. And you can find links to that over on my website as well. But come hang out with me and feel free to DM me. I love answering people's questions. I get lots of questions all the time. And it's me who's answering it, not some sort of bot or some sort of, you know, virtual assistant. You'll actually hear from me. I love, I love that. And I wanted you to share that now because I do want to ask, talk about your books and we're going to make sure everybody has all the links and everything, but tell <laughs> us about your two books and um, what, why, why, why leadership? Well, I was speaking on leadership originally. And the reason why I wrote a book, you know, not only does NSA, National Speakers Association say, write a book, write a book, write a book. Um, but I also realized that, you know, as, you know, having been that person that was in the audience, you only take away so much information from that speaker at that time. If you write notes, you're going to retain a little more information. But I wrote the books, because that way people had something to walk away with something to remember. And it's also like one of, you know, like it's better than a business card personally, like who's going to throw away a book. And it's also a great way to help negotiate with um, meeting planners. So for example, by having a book, if a meeting planner is deciding amongst like three speakers for this keynote position, the fact that I have two books, two Amazon bestselling books really gives me a leg up. It's also a great way if um, an event doesn't have the budget for a speaker like myself, you know, it's like, well, here's what our budget is, but they always have an education budget that I can tap into. So my book could be like, well, you could give this as a gift to everybody. So that's another way that I use my book also to get my speaker fee. It's just coming from two different budgets. But again, it's, it's for my audience so that they walk away and they have something. They're going to take what they need at that moment from what they heard, but then they have something to read and refer back to. And that, I'm glad you shared that. That's a great reminder for our audience and those that are listening that are speakers, because you're right. Sometimes they don't have a budget or, you know, or they, you know, and I'm not, I don't, I get paid to speak. I don't pay to speak. And so I, I want to have that opportunity. Like you said, the education part, if you have a book, I've done that too before. It's like, okay, you can't pay for the, you can't pay me to speak, but where can we, you know, make this work? So I love that you, that you reminded us of that. That's awesome. So Lorian, a lot of what we do here on Conversations with Pearls, we talk about self-care. So I love, that's why I wrote down, I love that craft, that pre-speaking, because that's totally self-care. You guys that are listening. That's like definitely taking care of yourself. And Lorianne's talked also too about manifesting, you know, and the ground didn't open up and she manifested this new program and, you know, she's helping others like myself become better speakers and be, you know, have the three R's and the three C's, which is so, so important. 
So what does Lori Ann do for self-care? So Lori Ann, you get to go you tomorrow. You have been granted the entire day off, but you have to do at least three things for yourself. What are those three things you're doing for yourself? Well, one is definitely going to be, I'm going to exercise. That is always, that's just part of my self-care. It gets my mind strengthened. It gets my body strengthened. Um, and it's my quiet time also. Uh, you know, like I just get so much from that. Also drinking water and nature. I would say like, those are like my three, there's three basic things, but that's, those are three of them. And I would, I would also add to that. I try to stay away from people that I consider to be um, drama, you know, or energy vampires. You know, I really, if I can stay away from those or minimize my time with people like that, even better. Because it, I like my job is really to protect myself. You know, that's really what self-care is. Because when I take care of myself, I can take care of the people that I that I love. I can take care of my clients. Like I'm not one of those those um, coaches that has like 20 or 30 clients at one time because right. I care so much about each of them. I actually only coach a small number of people one-on-one. And it comes down to maintaining my energy. So that I, I love that. That's a great energy. That's a great reminder. And I love nature. I'm all nature. I have, I, where I am here in Florida, I actually have a front porch swing and I love mm-hmm. to go sit out there in the morning and journal or whatever I want to do. My morning routine is to the point that I've even told, um, I had to have my alarm um, fixed. My outside alarm camera wasn't working. And so the gentleman came to fix it. And he's like, every time I come here, I just want to get on that swing. I go, get on it when you're here. If you're, if you're nearby and you're on a break, come sit on it. I don't, I don't have to be home. And I tell, I'm right across the street from a school and the moms will park their cars in front of our house. I'm like, get out of the car, come sit and talk, chat, you know? So <laughs> I just, I love I that. It's so, so important to do that. So if you're in Riverview, Florida, and you want to do that, just DM me and I'll tell you how to do that. But I love that you share those th- three things about, about your self care. And then you remind everybody too, because really you have to set those boundaries and yeah, you could coach 20 people at a time, but are you really giving to, you know, them? Julie, that's one of the things Julie and I've talked about. She's coached me on, <clears throat> excuse me, is that how many clients do you want to work with and how many can you truly, yeah, you could say you want to work with 20, but how many can you truly pour into at a time, right? And really show up for them. And that's so, so important. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad you reminded everybody about that. So now one of the things we're doing, Lorianne, is we have this amazing group of women. They're called the Shiro League. Mm-hmm. And it came out of a few different things. I do annual retreats. So this year we have our sef- seventh annual pajama retreats in the Gulf Shores of Alabama. And so originally when we first started before COVID, we had a few. We Everybody at the end was like, what, what's next? And so the Shirley kind of started really, really tiny. We didn't even like do Zoom meetings at that time. But then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I saw how many people were stressed out because especially them, especially women, they were either trying to balance their job and learning this new thing of working from home or be on these me- meetings all day long on Zoom or and they might have had kids at home that they're like, I now have to be a teacher and that's not what I signed up for in my life, you know? So mm-hmm. we decided to do this self-care Shiro League online and it's just grown. And so we bring it into the retreats now too as a, as a follow-up on how to stay connected when we come to the retreat. And one of the things we're working in there right now is really like, you know, the first of the month, everybody does their goals. I want to lose weight. I want to do a vision board. Great. We don't even start talking about that in the Shirley League until like this month. 
Because the first two months, everybody's like, go, 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 you know, trying to be at the gym and all that stuff. So one of the things that we're doing is we're breaking down. And I want to break down Shiro with you and ask you a few questions around that. And the first letter for Shiro means strong. And so many times in our life, things will come. And we've talked about this, you know, going out and getting out of being shy. That's That takes a lot of strength to go. I'm not going to be the, the sneaker professional anymore. I'm going to look at somebody's eyes and and be uncomfortable with staring at somebody's eyes and talking to them, right? So tell us, and using think about strength. Where was a time in your life that you had to dig deep and be like, I've got this and my strength pulled, your strength pulled you through? I think I always believe that things are going to get worse. You know, so like whatever I'm experiencing right now, it's going to get worse. And so I think this is where it came from, was one of the first half marathons that I signed up for. And I heard it was really hilly. And so every hill that I climbed, I was just like, oh, that wasn't that bad. But, you know, like people said that this is really hilly. So there must be something bigger coming. And before you know it, 13.1 miles and I'm crossing the finish line. It was like, where was this big hill? So I think that this, it's going to get worse really does serve me. So wherever I do need that emotional strength, you know, it's just like, all right, like I can do this right here, right now, because it's going to get worse. I I love that. Like, look, look, yeah. And like you're like you said, you get to the end and it's like, well, where was that hill, right? Where was that yeah. struggle at? That wasn't so hard. I think yeah. I'm just mentally fooling myself. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. Well, but it works. It's tricking the brain. It's making the brain mm-hmm. think of something different. Not, you know, the saboteur sabotage, you know, the judge comes in. It's like, you know, I call her Betsy, but you 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 do a great job of saying it's gonna get worse. That's no big deal. I love that. <laughs> so the letter H stands for happy, happiness. And you know, I feel like as you become stronger, then you start to feel this inside of like, oh, I can be happy and doing the things like, like you can become a speaker instead of being shy. We looked at somebody's eyes and now you're, you know, doing this beautiful job of coaching others to do, to get the three C's and the three R's in their life. So tell us what, what does happiness mean to Lorianne? This is a choice. I can look at anything and just like, it's there, it's snowing outside. You know, I can look at that and say, gosh, that means I have to go clear the driveway. That means this, that means that. Or I can just be like, look at how beautiful that is. It's just a perspective. So I just, I remember at one point I realized like the glass can be half full or half empty. Which one do I want? And being happy just was, it just felt better than being miserable. Yeah, it is. So it's, You're so I mean, it's, a choice. it's definitely a choice and happiness is a choice. And, and I love that you referenced the, the glass. And that's one of the things with the Shiro, you know, I mentioned earlier that we lost our son last year. And people have said, how do you get up every day? I'm like, it's a choice, number one. But number mm-hmm. two, he saw me live my life with my cape on so tight that I could button it in the back, not just in the front, but I could wrap it around me. And then if I can wrap that all the way around me, then I can have extra to wrap around those that I love, the things that I want to do and those that I want to help. And so that you're right. It, it is a choice. And to have your glass full and overflowing is so important. And we can choose to say, oh, every, I, you know, I had a client one time. She's like, everything happens to me. I'm like, everything wonderful happens to you, right? Like, you know, it's not all bad. Everything wonderful happens to you. And, you know, and that's, I also say there's lessons to learn that like we talk about looking back in the mirror, you know, there's lessons to learn. And, 
I, I'm a big affirmation person. And part of my affirmation is understanding that good, bad, or indifferent, I'm going to have a great day and there's a lesson to learn from it, right? So that's a choice. I know things are going to be thrown at me. I mean, we talk about this in a, in a mastermind I'm in that, you know, you're going to start leveling up the things you're doing, including your income, and something's going to come in and be like, you know, the universe is going to try to mess with you. How do you respond to the universe is your choice. So I love that you shared that and the happiness. That's so cool. And so the E stands for empowered. I really feel like as you become stronger, you become happier, then you become empowered to really, you know, step on stages, step into opening a business, step into leaving something you don't like to do and doing something that you really love. So thinking about the word empowered, what does empowerment mean to you? Empowerment, again, is is a decision. It's like what you're stepping into. You get to decide who you want to step into. So I didn't want to be a victim to my life. So I'm going to make choices in my life. Does everybody agree with my choices? Hell no. But that's okay. As long as it works for me. I, I wrote I wrote that down, victim to, to your life. I love that. You don't want to be a victim to your life. And, you know, I often, you know, when women really struggle to find, you know, their joy and really, you know, what brings them happiness and or they're struggling with being a people pleaser because they're doing everything for everybody, I stop them in their tracks. I'm like, okay, I hope this doesn't happen to you and I, but let's say in the next 30 seconds, we're not here anymore. And all your family can say at your eulogy, they can't say how beautiful you were because you're beautiful. They can't say how you, you, you know, you, you help this community or that community, or you, you volunteered here or there. All they can say is what they saw you do for your self care. What did you do for your self care? I, I mean, I'm like, I know my family would say she sat in a swing. She went to the beach. She had a staycations. She did these things by herself to take care of herself to help us. So, you know, I talk about that, like, so I'm glad you, you that victim to your life. I love that. And so as we're going through these steps, now we get to the R and the R is radiance for me. I feel like as you start stepping in those first three letters, you're really like your inner, I, I actually took this from a guest I had recently. She said, your glow up, I'm like, your glow up starts to shine. Like you are glowing and people are like going, what, what are you doing differently? And what, what are you doing differently? So I would like to know from you, Thinking about, you know, your life, what right now in your life is radiance and is shining on you right now? God, what's not radiating? <laughs> Again, it's just, it's, it's a choice. I've just decided, I, and I, well, I also remember once being told, so this, this was positive reinforcement that somebody said to me, you walk into a room and you just light the room up. and. And I smile a lot. And that comes from, I actually won a smiling contest when I was like 12. Okay. Which was, which is really kind of funny. Wait, and the the price, shy girl won a smiling contest. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I was, so there was this like, so I was part of like this Girl Scout troop and we went to do, we went to be on this TV, this local TV show. And yeah, part of it was they had a smiling contest and I did, I won. And the prize was candy. Okay, so I think it was sponsored by a dentist and they didn't want me winning two years in a row. But I actually had a client once say, what did that do for you? And I was like, oh my God, that made me, that gave me permission to smile. 
because I had this validation because I won first place, you know, in a smiling contest. So obviously my smile must be worthy. But people say like say that to me all the time, like you have a beautiful smile. And I will tell them I won first place in the smiling contest. And they just start laughing because it is. I think that's so cool. And like you said, I think the dentist was involved in there somehow. That's so cool. So then the letter O, I mean, you know, we always hear these talks and I've been to many events and conferences. They talk about being your authentic self and that's great. Be your authentic self. But what, you know, who are you to your core? Right. And that's really what I want. I want to work with my clients when I'm coaching them. And so the O stands for original. And I feel like as you start stepping into all the other letters, you really are going back to that original self that you came into this world as that it has those talents that are already ingrained into you that within your core, you've now peeled the onion said, I'm going to go out and really do the things I want to do. Nobody's going to stop me. I'm going to put boundaries or fences around those who try to take me down or don't serve me, you know, in my mindset well. And so thinking about that, oh, and original and authentic, what are some of the things like when you're working with your clients, how do you help them tap into that and really remember to be authentic like when you're on a stage? Because oftentimes I've been where I've watched somebody speak and I can tell they're, they're just not being authentic. So how do you yeah. do that with your clients? Self-love. I teach them about self-love. I give them exercises on self-love because when you love yourself first, you can't help but show up as your authentic self. Because you love the person that you are. When you love the person that you are, you're not judging yourself and how you show up and what you say. And I've, I, in the last few years, have been on this self-love journey. And I actually had a friend of mine, and he saw me speak. We were both speaking at a similar, at the same event. And afterwards, he was like, Lorraine, goes, I know it's been a long time since I've seen you speak. And he's a professional. He was like, but boy, are you good. <laughs> It's like, you've gotten really good. And we had this conversation that it's because of self-love. And when you love yourself, you do, you radiate, you tell better stories. People are drawn to you and want to know more. And then they, you know, and they also want to know, like, I want what you have. Let me show you how. Yeah, I love that. They want to be drawn in and want more. That's so, so true. I love that. Thank you for walking through the Shiro with us. That's, Welcome. That, it's that so was much fun. fun. We have a whole, so we have our Shiro League and we have our retreat. But we have a whole method. We have a four-month method. It's called the Shiro Method on how to walk that GPS to, to get all those things in your life that you want to be a Shiro in. So the next thing that we're doing right now, and we've touched a little bit on it, but I want to dig a little deeper with you. We've talked about the three things that make you, you know, the the nature and and the exercise. But thinking about those three things aside, I'm gonna I'm gonna dig deep with Lorianne for a second here. So one of the things we're doing is the ladies have to come up with ten things that bring them joy. But it's not just like some of them have children. And one, I'm gonna give the example for her. One, she's a stylist, and she's like. The t one of the things that bring me joy is working with my clients. I'm like, that's great. I love working with my clients too, but why do you like working with your clients? She's like, well, because when I cut their hair, I go, what about cutting their hair brings you joy? And she's like, oh my God, I, I wish I wouldn't have raised my hand first. And so we, when she broke it down, she was able to say, because I feel like I'm giving them a new look in the mirror about themselves and they're seeing somebody within that maybe they hadn't seen before. And I was like, there you go, right? And so I'm not going to make you do 10 with us, Lorianne. But okay. can you give us your top three 
when you think about that example, top three things in your life, and it can be personal or business that bring you joy. And why do they bring you joy? So I, all right, I'll, I'll use like what your client um, and just say, like, I adore working with my clients. That brings me so much joy. And they, and each of my clients brings me a different version of joy because they're all different. And so why do I enjoy working with them? Because they each have a unique story. They each have a unique gift and a message that they are getting out into the world. They each are stepping more into their speaker. And as they step into their version of a speaker, they get really good. And I love seeing their confidence. You know, they are proud to deliver their presentation. And that all just like brings me like huge joy. And especially when my clients, um, because I tell them like speaking is a lot of improv. You just never know, like things just go wrong. That's just what happens. Tech doesn't work, you know, like the camera people aren't there, you know, whatever. That I will get, I will get messages from my clients on Voxer and say, yep, I had you in my head because the tech you know, like, here's what happened with the tech. And as a speaker, like your job is to make the meeting planner look like a rock star. So it's so fun to see how they embody all the messages and all the things that we work on. I love that. That is so cool. And that's a good reminder. Everybody is always, I always try to make the meeting planner like, because you're right, things can go wrong. I mean, even last week, I did a presentation in my network group. Susan, I had videos in there and they were embedded. I checked them and everything before I sent them, but something on their end on their computer wasn't allowed to play. So I was like, okay, we're just going to pretend like, you know, all's good. It's a blank screen up there, but let me tell you about that blank screen. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what the video was. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So I thank you for playing along with me. I love that you did that. I just, it's just so, so much fun that you walk through the Shiro and the three things. I really love that. And so we're, I just looked over and I was like, we're on our hour here. So I was like, oh my gosh, time flies here. We have so, so much fun. So um, Lorianne knows all about the cards. I gave her a head up. So we have our Better Questions, Better Life cards. And again, if you want these cards, I, I'm not one of those people get anything from it like some influencers do. I, I don't do that. Go to betterquestionsbetterlife.com and you can grab these cards from Carol and Diane who have both been on my podcast and they told a story about why they created these cards. So we're going to shuffle and Lorianne's going to tell me when to stop. So here we go. Okay. All right. And stop. All right. Let's see what you have. Oh, your card says, who am I? Who am I? I, I am me. I am here on my own journey, on my own path, learning my own lessons. You know, when I look back on this path, it's like I see where I've been, who I was, and I can't see who I'm really going to be in the future, you know, because I'm on the journey. I love that you're following the journey, right? Because we can't, you know, we can, because we never know. I mean, that's one thing I've taught my kids and my clients really, really well. You don't know what tomorrow brings. So live today the best you can, do the best you can, be the best, show up as the best person you can be because you don't, you never know. And I mean, for me, my story is literally my son. I talked to him, you know, hung up the phone and like 
20 minutes later, we didn't have him. So I was blessed to have talked to him and, you know, had that last, I love you. We love you each other thing back and forth. So, so I'm glad you reminded me of that because you don't know what tomorrow is. And so I want to thank you so much for coming. Thank and you. And if you're listening, you're, you're welcome. And we're going to put all of the contacts on how to reach Lori Ann as well. Um, and if you're listening and you want to know more about the Shiro method, the Shiro league, whatever, just go to just email hello at wsliving.com. That's hello at wsliving.com. And just put Shiro in the subject and we'll get you that information. And I want to remind you, as I always say, you come into this world, you're this oyster, you're kind of rough on the outside, you got to work on a lot. But as you open up that oyster, you are working on your inner pearl of greatness. And I hope you go out today and have a great day. Thanks for listening.